Mosby belonged to the class of men and women who called themselves Unionists until the moment of Virginia's secession arrived on January 19th of 1861. Called to defend their state, or their country, as Robert E. Lee famously intoned, Mosby donned a Confederate uniform and took his militia drills with the Washington Mounted Rifles seriously. When asked later why he would fight for the South despite opposing slavery, he replied, I am not ashamed of having fought on the side of slavery. A soldier fights for his country, right or wrong. He is not responsible for the political merits of the course he fights in. The South was my country. He would also explain this way of thinking in his memoirs by referencing Lee's decision to join the Confederacy. When Lee resigned his commission to join the forces of his native state, he acted as nearly every soldier acts from personal sympathy with the combatants and not on any legal theory of right and wrong. On the day when he resigned, he wrote his sister that he could not draw his sword against his family, his neighbors, and his friends. On the previous day, he happened to go into a store in Alexandria to pay a bill. His heart was burdened with a great sorrow, and he uttered these words which the merchant wrote down in his journal. They still stand there today. I must say that I am one of those dull creatures that cannot see the good of secession. Thus, on May 30, 1861, Mosby marched with his colleagues to the defense of Richmond, which was now the Confederate capital. Writing home to Pauline and telling her to kiss their children for him, the frail soldier found another love, soldiering. More importantly, he found a mentor in Captain Jones who taught Mosby the importance of vigilance, showed him how to enforce discipline fairly, and by example demonstrated that the men appreciated efficient administration. Jones also got Mosby and the men other important belongings. At Richmond, Captain Jones, who stood high with those in authority, had procured sharp carbines for us. We considered this a great compliment, as arms were scarce in the Confederacy. We had been furnished with sabers before we left Abingdon, but the only real use I ever heard of their being put to was to hold a piece of meat over a fire for frying. I dragged one through the first year of the war, but when I became a commander, I discarded it. The saber and lance may have been very good weapons in the days of chivalry, but my suspicion is that the combats of the hero of Cervantes were more realistic and not such burlesques as they are supposed to be. But certainly the saber is of no use against gunpowder. Mosby discussed some of his early activities in his unit and how they helped him get used to being a soldier. My first night in camp, I was detailed as one of the camp guards, Sergeant Tom Edmondson, a gallant soldier who was killed in June of 1864, gave me the countersign and instructed me as to the duties of a sentinel. For two hours in a cold wind, I walked my round and was very glad when my relief came and I could go to rest on my pallet of straw. The experience of my first night in camp rather tended to chill my military ardor and was far more distasteful than picketing near the enemy's lines on the Potomac which I afterwards did in hot and cold weather, very cheerfully. In fact, I enjoyed it. The danger of being shot by a rifleman in a thicket, if not attractive, at least kept a awake and watching. 
At this time, I was the frailest and most delicate man in the company, but camp duty was always irksome to me, and I preferred being on the outposts. During the whole time that I served as a private, nearly a year, I only once missed going on picket three times a week. The single exception was when I was disabled one night by my horse falling over a cow lying in the road. We were sent within a few days to another camping ground where we had plank sheds for shelter and where we drilled regularly. Several companies of infantry shared the camp with us. Once I had been detailed for camp guard and, having been relieved just as the company went out to drill, I saddled my horse and went along. I had no idea that it was a breach of discipline to be doing double duty until two men with muskets came up and told me that I was under arrest for it. 